Someone said the other day, do you think the stars in the sky are just holes poked in the container so that we can breathe? And it really got me thinking. If you love this podcast, give us a five-star rating. It would mean the absolute world to me, and I cannot wait to bring you even more juicy goodness on all things flowers and business. All right, let's jump into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast. I am jumping in off the back of the last podcast and yes, it is still raining and thunderstorming outside. So hopefully you can hear me okay. Hopefully the rain isn't overtaking me. If it is, I mean, enjoy, relax, chill out, take a breath. Um, But if not, here I am to chat about three things that helped me book more clients. So back in, I want to say 2021, like kind of my whole business life, but especially 2021, my whole entire self and being was focused on getting more sales, getting more bookings, getting more clients. That was my number one goal. And I've spoken about this a lot that I wasn't very specific in who they were, what the budgets were, anything like that. I was just laser focused on more clients because I was working in jobs that I hated. I was, well, I didn't hate the jobs, but obviously it wasn't ideal. I was cleaning gym floors. I was running a cafe by myself on like big, long shifts and just making coffee, which for me doesn't fill my cup. So um, just doing what, you know, doing what you have to do until you can go full time. So I thought if I can get more sales, then I'll be able to go full time. And even though that did sort of come about and did happen, I am now full time in my business. Um, I do wish I was more specific in what type of clients, um, but the cool thing is I learned so, so much along the way. So at this point, I think it was 2021, it could have even been like part of 2020, I had about, okay, let's say zero to three in like 2020, and then I'm pretty sure I had about 10 clients overall in 2021. And then I've got about 50 in 2022. So there's a massive jump. So three to 10, a nice little jump. And then 10 to 50 was massive. So pretty much during lockdown, I turned all of my attention towards learning about sales. Now, this wasn't about how to sell as a florist or how to book more clients as a florist. It was literally just sales. Didn't matter if it was real estate, if it was stock, if it was... Um, beauty, like it it was all these different business owners. They were in marketing, they were in social media, like anything that I could get my hands on to do with sales and selling and offers and, and getting clients and leads and everything like that. I was just being immersed in. So I took a course with one of my favorite business owners who isn't anything to do with flowers. It was more so to do with like the coaching and that is where this platform was born. But I also dove really deep into books and podcasts and YouTubes and things like that. So I took so long experimenting and I still am every single day experimenting on what is working, what isn't working, what could I tweak, what could I say differently to get a different outcome? What am I not including? What am I saying too much? Am I opening the call wrong? Am I saying the wrong thing at the end? Am I missing something? Should I add something else into this part of the process? So this whole thing, I literally just look at it like a massive game. It's an experiment. It's like, what can I tweak here to see a different outcome? It's so cool just seeing human behavior. It's like, 
okay, I'm just going to change this like one sentence that I say on the phone and let's see how people react differently. And people do. And it's so cool. Like it honestly lights me up. I don't know if I'm like a weirdo who's just so in love with like business and sales and things like that. But I just find it so interesting rather than getting all up in my head like I used to and thinking it's all about me and I'm like it's all about my self-worth and it's it's so much pressure when you look at it like that. But when you look at it like, oh, let's say this and let's see what they say or let's include this and see how they react or let's not say this and see if they react differently to that other person. Like it's just it's so cool. And this goes for my whole consultation system. So from the very start, from them inquiring on the inquiry form straight through to pretty much obviously them being booked, but even further than that to after they have been a client of mine as well. So looking at that whole entire system, I tweak everything to do with it. Every single step, every single form, every word, every quote, every phone call, every Zoom call, everything I've been shuffling around to see what is sort of the best formula that is working for me and that is getting me bookings of my dream clients. So there's a few things that I have done that I've changed that are working for me at the moment. I've sent out six contracts this week. It is only Wednesday and I only send contracts if they say, yes, I want a book. I don't just send them out to everyone and I've sent six and four have already signed and it's Wednesday. That's craziness compared to me who had zero to three weddings at one point wondering where everyone was huge difference, not only in the things that I'm doing, but the mindset shifts as well. And I really want to talk into this deeper and keep making podcasts and keep talking about it on Instagram. I've got an offer that I really want to come out with because I just, I'm in love with sales and leads and marketing because I just think it's so cool. It's like human behavior. I love it. So let's jump in. The first thing, that I'm finding is really helping. And I've done this for quite a while now. And it's about speaking in a different sort of tense, but it's not about speaking into future tense. It's more so speaking to as if they are already your client. So I kind of used to say things like, well, hopefully when you are our client, if you wish to be, then maybe we could do this. Or I might say, well, if you did come on board with us, then this will happen. Or if you guys do want a book, have a think about it. And then maybe you can like reach out. Like it was very fluffy, but it was also very much like you're not my client yet. These days, I speak into as if they are my client. And the reason for this is because you want to be painting that picture. The whole point is they have a problem and you need to show them that you have the solution. And the solution is not the wish list. It's not the quantities of bud vases that you're putting on the table. It's not the amount of calls that you're going to have between now and the wedding. It's not the questionnaires that they have to fill out. None of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, I want you to get really clear with what your ideal client wants. What are they coming to you for? All that jazz, all those those bits and pieces in between, yeah, they're important, but they're not the thing that is going to sell them. 
The thing that's going to sell them is them seeing the beautiful space at the end. It's them having their guests come up to them and say, oh my gosh, this space is insane. It's them being surrounded by their loved ones that they don't see very often and having like the best night ever. That's like full of just love and celebration. That's what they want. So if all you're talking about is maybe when they're your client, hopefully if you guys come on board, maybe down the track this would happen. If you were our clients, this would happen. It's kind of putting this roadblock between you and them. Whereas what I want you to do is open that up and go things like, so what happens is eight weeks before your wedding, we're going to have a final run through. Not what would happen if you were to become our client, then eight weeks before your wedding, at that point, we would have a final run through. It's like, so eight weeks before, we're going to have a final run through, we're chatting through everything. I'm so excited. That's just one simple way to change your wording, to paint that picture as if they are your client. Another example, let's say you're chatting through the the running of the day, rather than saying, So what would happen is I would drop the bouquets off to you and then if you were my client, then I'd go to the venue and then what would happen depending if you guys did come on board, this is what would happen. Instead of saying like that, saying something like, so the morning of the wedding, I'm going to be dropping the bouquets to you and then what happens is we go to the venue, we create blah, 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 speak into it, we come back and speak through through it like that as if they are your client. Not like hopefully maybe one day if you were our client. So literally it's just thinking about the words that you're saying and just flip it around as if they are your client. Even in emails, I'll say things like, I'm so excited to bring this space together. They haven't even booked me yet. I cannot wait to see this come to life. Oh my goodness, the color palette's incredible. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Not like, oh, it would be amazing if I could have you as my client or, oh, one day if this does all work out, then blah, blah, blah. Just switch around that wording and it'll make a massive difference because you want to be painting that picture of the end, which is what they are coming to you for. The way you may hear it often by other marketers or in books or things like that is they talk about going on a holiday. So if I said to you, you're going on a holiday to Fiji, it's going to be so incredible. You're going to be holding that cocktail in your hand. You're going to be sitting out in the sun. You're going to be surrounded by your loved ones. Someone's going to bring you a tray of fresh fruit and you're just going to lie there. You're going to fall asleep and it's going to be beautiful. If I said that to you, you'd be like, sign me up. Now, if I said to you, okay, so what happens is you have to wake up at 3 a.m. You have to drive to the airport in the city, past like all the crazy cars that are honking at you. You then have to find parking, which is like the hardest thing and most expensive thing ever. You then have to get all of your luggage out of the car and find the right terminal. Then once you're in the terminal, you've got to like worry about all of your 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 tickets and your um your luggage tags and then you go to security and you've got to take off like basically all of your clothing clothing right down to your bra because like everything has metal on it and the detector keeps going off so then you walk through and you redress yourself and then you have to walk down and oh 
your plane's delayed. Plane's delayed, you've got to wait another five hours, then you get on the plane, and then it smells. You're sitting next to a baby that's screaming its head off and it vomits on you. Are you going to want to buy that? Probably not. And it's the same with anything. If all you're focusing on is the items and the quantities and the price and the amount of calls you're going to have and the forms that they have to fill out and the contract and all of the the bits and pieces in between, you're losing them. Stop talking about all of those things. It's like with you guys. If I bring out an offer and I say, okay, well, it's six calls and they're going to be 45 minutes each and you're going to have three PDFs and you're going to have four one-on-ones and you're going to have this and that and the other... It's like, cool, what am I actually going to learn? But what if I said, I'm going to change your whole entire consultation system so that you have clients knocking down your door and all you have to do is set it up once and it's done. You're going to be fully booked. You're going to go full time in your business and you're going to be living the dream that you are dreaming every single night of your life. Like, which one are you going to take? (laughs) The one that talks about the thing that you actually want at the end of it. So you have to do the same thing. Speak about that bigger picture. Hey, just jumping in really quickly to let you know about the fun party we're having over on Instagram in the close friends list. If you want early bird offers, new exclusive deals before everyone else and some cheeky behind the scenes, then just DM me close friends at flower.ed double underscore and I'll add you into all of the fun. All right, the next tip. Now, this is sort of along the lines of asking for the sale, but it kind of goes a step further to not so much even asking for the sale. It's more so just the obvious next step. So before sort of the last couple of weeks, I've been in this mindset of, okay, every bride that I talk to, they have to talk to their partner or every couple I speak to, they have to chat together without me. Or they need to look at the quote again, or they're going to want to shuffle around the quote again. Whereas the last couple of weeks, and especially this week, I've been very intentional with it. And it's obviously paid off is if I know that they're keen, like you get that vibe from them. I I have had it this week where I've been on a call and I've been like, okay, they're definitely not ready yet. They're just price shopping or they need, they do need to speak to their partner or There's things that I need to change on the quote, or I'm just not getting that vibe, in which case I do sort of softly just move to the next step, but not the contract. Whereas with the ones that are super keen that I can tell, like we've had great communication, great rapport, and I can just tell that they're keen to book. I've been saying, okay, so I'll send over the contract, like an invoice, blah, blah, blah. And I say that those next steps and they're super keen and they just jump straight into it. And then I just send it to them. It's such a minor difference that makes a massive change in your business. So I've been intentionally doing that this week, like I said, and it's paid off six times. So I've had these ideal clients with massive budgets that are super excited to work with me. And I can tell through those Zoom calls or through the phone calls And then I just ask them for any details that I'm missing, whether it's like an email, a billing address, anything like that. I send over the contract within like literally two minutes after we jump off the call and then they sign and they pay and they're in. It's as simple as that. So just remember, 
get get that vibe from them. If they aren't ready, you can usually tell if they're not ready. I wouldn't push for the sale at that point because I think that's going to turn them off a little bit. Because think about if you are a customer and let's say you're getting a quote for like insurance and say you're like on the phone with them and they're like saying all these things and you're not really sure, like you don't really have a vibe and your partner's not with you and it's a lot of money and you're just, you're really just getting information. If they then go, are you ready for the contract? I'll send over this and I'll send over that. And they, and you kind of like, oh, like it, I feel like for me, I, in my head am like backing away, like, please don't come any closer to me. (laughs) Like I'm not ready. Like I need, I need more time. And they should get that vibe. And I usually get that vibe with people who are inquiring. So try and get that vibe from them. If they are keen, if they're speaking with you into the future, I had one yesterday, which was so cool. So they sent over an inquiry. I sent a questionnaire, a thing to book a link, um, book a link, a link to book a call. They booked in the call. I sent over the quote because their call wasn't for a few weeks and it was quite a big quote. So I said, Hey, look over the quote, which had about it on the phone. We jumped on the phone call. It was literally like 10 minutes. And they even said in the phone call, so be really aware of the things that they're saying, the language that they're using. They even said, well, we chose you because X, Y, and Z. And by then I was like, boom, they're in. 100%, I'm going to offer them the contract or I'm going to move them into the contract at the end. You just, you can fully get that vibe. So they were like, yes, 100%, I'm so excited. What do you need from us? And a lot of the time they might even speak into it before you do. So I had another one yesterday, which was very similar. It was the same sort of process. The call wasn't for a few weeks. So I sent over a quote for her to have a look over. We jumped on the call. She was super excited. We, we had great rapport. And then by the end of it, she said, okay, so what happens now? What do you need from me to secure our date? So if you're not the one that's moving them into the contract, then they'll probably do it for you. But just keep in mind, if they aren't ready for it, you'll get that vibe or they'll say it to you. So they might say, okay, cool. I'm going to go home. I'm going to chat with Tom about it. Um, and we'll let you know by the end of the week. A lot of them say something like that. But they don't always have to chat to their partner. And it's something that I've had to wrap my head around, I guess, because Tom and I are really close. Um, We chat about everything. We make a lot of decisions together, I guess, um, just because, you know, we're doing life together and got the same goals ahead of us and everything like that. It makes a big impact. So for me, I do talk to him about a lot of things, but a lot of people aren't like that, especially in terms of planning a wedding. i like 99% of the time only speak to the females mostly. And then the guys sort of come in and out, but very rarely am I just speaking to the males. So speaking in terms of the brides that I'm talking to, all of them pretty much are planning the wedding themselves, like the, the flowers, especially sometimes the guys are there and I love it because they like try and speak floral language. And I'm like, it's okay that you don't know what things are called. This guy the other day said, oh my God, some people go so crazy on the ceiling and it looks like a weed farm. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was hilarious. And we all laughed heaps. Um, it was really, really funny. So 
even if you are a person who does need to speak to their partner for things or, you know, you just like getting people's opinions and things like that, just keep in mind, not everyone is like that. And a lot of brides are just wanting to secure their date or they've got their own sort of jobs that they're working out. So the bride, majority of the time, she's working out the flowers. She might chat to her partner, but not all of them need to. And that is what I learned over the last couple of weeks. So that is why I've been moving them into the contract, not even so much asking them. Like I will say, are you ready for me to send a contract over? But even more so, it's like, all right, so the next step's the contract. I just need these details to secure your date. So it's not even asking them a question. It's more so like not telling them, but it's just saying, here's the next step. Someone the other day said, if you, for example, if you had like different payment options and you were in person, it'd be the same as saying, okay, is that like cash or card? Or what payment option would you like? So speak into them being your client, not like putting that buffer between the two of you. So it's very similar to point number one. Third point, I've got like a few written down and I can't choose which one. So... Um, third point, I, okay. I increased my prices, which made a massive difference because lower budget brides, they're worried about money because that's just their reality. And it means that they are really worried about every single penny and dime that is there, which means they do take a little bit longer to sign that contract, to make a decision. They do need to speak to their partner It is a slower process I've found in my business. That's just how it's worked for me. So I found that the higher budget brides, literally the one yesterday, it was for 12K plus GST. We had one 10 minute phone call where they hardly asked any questions. We ran through the quote in like two seconds. It wasn't even about like the quantities of things. It was just about the space and how it's going to look. We didn't, she didn't even question the price. She said she was really happy with it. It wasn't a matter of price haggling, price shopping, none of that. It was literally just, she's my dream client. She loves my work. Here's the quote, five minute phone call. Here's the contract and we're done. It can be that simple. And she's a 12K bribe. She's not a 2K bribe. Whereas the 2K brides, I used to spend hours and hours and hours with them because they're just they're worried about money and that's totally fine but for us if you know if you are similar to me you're wanting bigger budgets or you're wanting like more dream clients wherever you are on that kind of scale I personally have just found that increasing my prices or setting a minimum or just attracting those bigger budget brides through marketing has made a world of difference I feel like I don't have to try as hard like I don't have to sort of push for it. I have to spend so many hours. It's just flowing at the moment really beautifully in a really beautiful way between the marketing and the content over to the inquiries and the people that are coming through. It's just flowing and it's feeling really good. There is no tension. There is no price haggling. There is no price shopping and comparison and like it's cheaper over here and blah, blah, blah. None of that. It's literally just I want to create cool spaces, brides like what I do, and we just match each other. That's literally as easy as it can be. 